This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 54. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture one Oh, oh! Minute at a time. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. All right. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm, I'm Josh Flanagan. With me's Ron Richards. Hello. Oh. Oh. Chris, 
Chris Radke of Geek.com. Hey, yo. You see, oh. Josh, Josh you're, you're doing your O's a little, they're a little too enthusiastic. It's a little more like reactionary. It's oh, oh. Oh, hey. Yeah, yo. yeah. Doing it big for, for for performance purposes. Yeah, too big. Also, it, it doesn't come natural to me. I know you, it doesn't. You, you spotted it. I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah, like a there it is. <laughs> Billy Bass's collar is very thin. All right, I'm sorry. Go on. It's a good collar. <laughs> this minute starts off with introducing Lisa to Henry and Jimmy, uh, <laughs> and it ends with no more shines. <laughs> if you haven't heard. Yep. I, I I like how how reserved Tommy is while introducing his girl to his friends. You know, like it's very unlike Tom, like almost like he's embarrassed. Like he's not, oh, this is my friend Jimmy. This is my friend Henry. It's his joint, you know. And yet he doesn't introduce Lisa to the guy in the hat. So, did you notice that? He just says hello to him. Well, he's not part of the crew. He's not a friend of theirs. Well, clear. I mean, he's a friend. He's with them. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, Frankie. All right. So. Well, but that, maybe there's some sort of inner organizational hierarchy that we don't understand that yeah. that's some social thing. Or it could just be that these two guys are his closest friends. Yeah. Frankie's just some schnook who plays saxophone in, right. the, in the house band. <laughs> well, that this, could be it. This, this, so, so I, I looked. At, I looked into who the guy in the hat is, and his name, his real name, is Frank. Uh, surprisingly, Frank uh, Aquilino, and uh, his nickname is his nickname is Butch the Hat. Of so course. Frank Butch, Butch the hat, hat Aquilino. Every photo I found of him, he's wearing that hat. And what's interesting is that his first on-screen credit is a thank you in Mean Streets. And then he went later on to become an actor. He was first in Married to the Mob and then King of New York and then Goodfellas. And then he was also in Analyze This. Shocking. But what's even more interesting is that he owns the restaurant La Mella in Little Italy. Hey, there oh, you go. Is that the place where they would have the Sopranos, like, Rap party dinners, or, or the ones where they like, if they killed somebody, they would all go out to dinner there. You don't know the answer, I, I, obviously. Whoa, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no, not not killed. So, like, like if you got killed off on The Sopranos, the whole cast and like, like the the EPs and, and David Chase would take them to dinner. Oh, potentially at this restaurant in Little Italy. Oh, it might be. La, la, so Lamella is the one where Lamella in Italian means the apple, and so the logo is an apple. And I have completely eaten at this place before. I did not know he owned it. It very well could be. It could be. Uh, it could be a place where. And it crap. could be. I, I remember. I, you know, I remember reading a book or something at one point about Scorsese, and he used to. And I could be making this up. So someone smarter than me stop me. But there was there was a restaurant in Little Italy that he had spent a lot of time in. Like that was his hangout. And he lived above it for, as a kid, and then he had his apartment there. God, I can't remember where I read that, but that may also be it as well. Interesting. That was completely, a, 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 you know. I, I don't a, think it's Lamella. I don't think the one Josh you're thinking about is Lamella. I think that was Il Cortile, which is uh, which sold a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay, that's what, yeah, because it's not around anymore. That's yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Crazy. But Lamella is still a very good restaurant. Yeah. And if you are listening, Frank Butch the Hat Aquilino, I l- enjoyed your pasta, so thank you. Um, <laughs> Butch the hat. Butch the hat. He was the one in the hat. Yeah, he's the one in the hat. And uh, and yeah, and and so Tommy comes in and he says, introduces Henry, introduces Jimmy, and then goes, "Hey, Frankie," and that's it. So well, at least you showed him a little respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a problem with this kid. This is also the first reference that this is Henry's nightclub. He goes, "This is Henry's. This is he owns Henry's the joint." Frank. I like how immediately when Tommy comes in, you can see that he's aware 
of Billy Bats there. Like, and he, I think that's what. No, like, I don't think he's. I don't think he's aware of it because he. Because what happens is that Bats sees him and Bats starts screaming for him. Well, and, wait, and, no, and, and Bats' is welcome home party isn't he, isn't he arriving to the party? Like, well, no, well, so, it's Bats' party. Yeah, right? it, it is Bats's party, but it, uh, and Tommy might not necessarily be invited to it. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to go. We're going to tell you about a little about Billy Bats in a, in a, in a little bit, but. When Tommy comes in, he goes, "Oh, I forgot it's that guy's party or something like that." Like he forgot. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. He mumbles. Yeah. He mumbles it when 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 he's going, "Oh, Tommy." And he's like, "Oh, it's that guy's party. I'll go say hi to him." You know, and that's when he le- that's when he leaves. But he does it very reluctantly. So from the the moment that Tommy starts walking over to Bats to say hello, personally, I feel watching it maybe because I know what's 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 happening or what the thing is uh, seeing on repeated viewings. But I f- you feel the tension turn up to like eleven. Yeah, because I also feel. But at any point, at any point when Tommy is aware that that Billy's there, he's trying to get away, like not yeah. get away from, it, ignore it, basically. Just right. you know, which is interesting. That's very not like we've seen him at all. Right. Well, because because I think because it also goes back goes back to who Bats is and who Tommy is and all that sort of stuff and what the what the reaction is. This is probably a good time to tell you to go into the Billy Bats stuff. I think that's yeah. So so Billy Bats is actually not his real name. Uh, it was a it's a uh, a nickname. Uh, his real name was William Bentavina, although he was also known as William Davino. And I'll get to that in a moment. But basically, he was born in Brooklyn in Brooklyn in 1921, and he grew up in the same area of East New York and Brooklyn as Henry and Tommy and Paul Vario and all them. In 1959, he actually became a part of the Gambino crew. So let's keep that in mind that he's a part of a different crew. Mm-hmm. The Var, you know, Paul Vario and Jimmy and Henry and Tommy were all part of the Lucchese family. So this, so Billy Bats is part of the Gambi- family. Gambino family. Yeah, exactly. So 1959, he became a part of that crew. In 1961, he became a made man, which is going to play an important role. And for those who don't know, a made man is somebody, if you haven't watched The Sopranos or whatever, in the mafia, if the mafia existed, which it doesn't. If someone is 100% Italian, they can trace their lineage back to the old country. They swear an oath to this fictional group called the mafia, and then they become kind of un- untouchable at that point. So only after two years after becoming the Gambino crew, he gets made, right? And then what happened was is that he worked uh, directly for two mobsters in the Gambino crew, Carmine Fatico and later John Gotti. You might remember John Gotti as the, the head of the, the supposed mafia in the 80s. The 90s. reality show guy. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But what's interesting is that so in 1964, he went up to Bridgeport, Connecticut to complete a drug deal. And there he was arrested for possession and exchange of narcotics. And he was convicted and sentenced to six years where he spent at a federal correctional institution in Danbury, Connecticut. And he was released on June 9th, 1970. He didn't, he didn't have things organized. If you, yeah, if you remember yesterday's minute, th- the date of this is June 11th. So this is two days after prison, uh-huh. after, after coming out of prison, he's having his welcome home party. I'm guessing if you're a, a guy like that and you got out of prison, those first couple of days, yeah. woo. Yeah, woo. You know? Woo. woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but what's interesting is that he – so he's born in 1921, right? So by 1970, how old is he? He's he's 50? Four, yeah, he's 50 40. years old, right? In real life, Tommy at this point in 1970 is 20 years old, okay? So well, what you've got is you've got a generational thing, even though Joe Pesci doesn't look 20. You've got a, you've got a generational <laughs> thing in that this is this is someone who grew up in the same neighborhood as Tommy and watched him grow up. And Tommy right. knows this and knows this is someone who knows me before I was who I am today. Well, right. I had a note on this. It's really more for the next one because they kind of talk about that. Yeah. Or at least they – you know, he's calling him a kid. 
I remember this kid or whatever. And it, it's this is one of the places where the movie falls apart a little bit. Why? In that I'm oh, watching yeah. these two old men argue with each other <laughs> about how one of them was a kid. And I'm like, you're both old. <laughs> No, but look at that full head of Pesci hair. And look at yeah. that full head of silver hair on, uh, on Billy Bats, yeah. I mean, there is that. It's true, yeah, but yeah. the eyes don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> so so Billy Bats, just out of prison, 50 years old, and, and he remembers Tommy from being as a kid. And and from this point on, when he starts telling the, the shoeshine story, when they cut back to Henry and Jimmy and Tommy, you get some fantastic Ray Liotta side-eyeing going on. <laughs> There's a lot of it, <laughs> right? Like when he's lighting the cigarette at the end of the minute, and he like he looks and he li- and then he li- he puts the cigarette in his mouth, looks, then looks down at the lighter, lights it, looks again, and then lights the cigarette. So Amazing. is that is the same thing as one of the, the one of the famous uh, side looks, or is this a different thing? No, no, it's not. It's not a side look. I'm about to punch, but it's a side eye. It's a you know. I think the side eye that like it's kind of that that yeah. that. The mayhem uh, yeah. sensors have gone off. Yes, exactly. Like thing, things are not going well. Yeah. yeah. Both both Jimmy and Henry at the at the end of this minute are their body language is projecting like expectation. It's tension. It's or, totally tension. Like they know. Like yeah, this is not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it's that amazing. at one point Billy Bats swears, and then he says, "Excuse my language," because yeah. they have the veneer of propriety. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> excuse, yeah, excuse my language, ladies. <laughs> Sorry, women. We didn't want to. We didn't want to offend your your night out here for me. I think that. I think that uh, he was. Was he going to bust his balls before Tommy asked him not to bust his balls? No. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote no. I think. I think what happened was is that he sees Tommy come in and sees this kid from the neighborhood. It was genuine. He was, was genuine, totally, and he's yeah. like, "I'm I'm home. I've been gone for six years. Come give come give me a hug. Come give me a kiss. You know, whatever." And also Tom, kiss the ring. And to, yeah, exactly. And Tommy just looks annoyed, right? Right. And then he says, yeah, "You don't have to bust my balls," because honestly, he wasn't busting his balls. All he said is, "I've known this kid all my life." Like, and to be honest, Billy Bats is kind of friendly. Like, I don't really feel as if he he, he really well, crossed the line. You know, let's like, let's, let's let's be frank. Tommy's a fucking horror. He's this <laughs> broken human being who's just a, who should have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, he's just I, a miserable prick. I agree, and I don't, but I don't know if I've ever looked you know at it like that. He's a yeah. mutt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so uh, once again, he's Tommy's brought everything on himself. Yes, N- I think so. In this to... in this particular case, if all he had done is say "Welcome home, Billy." Hug, hug, kiss, kiss, have a great time, right. and walked away. This whole what what's about to happen wouldn't have happened. Yeah, huh. so. all of it, none of it would yeah. happen. He would still be alive today. Well, I don't know about that. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would have made it through this part. Yeah. I think that this scene is far more important to and indicative of the film uh, than the funny guy scene, which is so famous. Oh, agreed. I totally. I agree. mean, it's 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 such an important and and. It has more, way more gravity because really now that I'm thinking back, like the funny guy scene, actually doesn't need to be there. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, no, I think I think it does. I think it does need to be there because it lays the groundwork for who Tommy is. Well, it's also the 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 roles are reversed in that you know like Tommy's a short guy with a funny voice who's who has been picked on his whole life, who became who he is because he was fighting back. Mm -hmm. Guys like Bats were the ones that would probably teased the shit out of him so then you know he's he's given spider a hard time the same way that he's been given a hard time and then 
And now he's 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 faced with it. His past he's very sympathetic to Tommy, who in real life was gigantic. Yeah. He's a massive man. <laughs> he's just just a straight up bully, which is how I, I tend to look at it. But you've you know right. you've viewed him with some humanity, and you know good on you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he cast him as Joe Pesci. That changes a lot for me. If I think about it this way, then so Billy Bats isn't even. I, I was just going with the protagonist and thinking, oh, he's the bad guy here. Yeah, no, he's 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 just having you know he's happy to be free. He sees a kid from the neighborhood. How you doing? Mm-hmm. And then the kid from the neighborhood acts like a you know who he is. And Tommy doesn't get take that line down. Calls him a mutt. Or who who called who a mutt? That's uh, my, I can't, tomorrow, uh, yeah. tomorrow he'll call him the mutt. Yeah, it, it, okay. it, 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 so this, yeah this this minute what we get is we get the really you know. I mean, it's an American tale of entrepreneurialism and, you know, and overcoming <laughs> odds, right? Like, like you know, Billy, right. ba- Billy Bass is telling us it's, it's an Italian-American heartwarming story about the young kid with the shoeshine kit who would – who were, he, and he made a lot of money, he adds. You know, like it's like – it's it's actually with reverence. Like it's with, with really like the, the, this kid would get your shoes, you know, you know make them shine like, no, like nobody else. Like it's with – I feel like, like Billy the Bass – Like the Chrysler building. Exactly, yes. Like, I feel Billy Bass does a very good job of – Representa- representing the work ethic of Tommy, of you know the the dedication, you know, but so but Tommy's embarrassed by his past. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mirrors. And and it probably it probably also I mean <laughs> like it, mirrors, like mirrors, yeah. mirrors. mirrors. It, it it doesn't it doesn't come across in the movie because they never touch it. But in real life, Tommy D. Simone was always trying to project himself to be more of a tough guy because his brother was a rat, and. Ah. And so what happened was his brother very early on ratted people out, and so everyone just assumed he would be a rat too. So he overcompensated to you know kind of overcome what he thought people thought of him. D rat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so like part of it was you know taking offense to these sort of things and all that sort of stuff, and it just you know. But but again, I feel like it's you know this could this could be an animated movie about a young kid on the streets. You know, <laughs> it could be American Tale. Yeah, American exactly. A Fievel's Tale. He's one step away from Fievel. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> so lobsters they were best <laughs> the american tale um uh, unrelated to tom to tommy uh when they cut back to them at the bar uh lisa tommy's date takes a drink out of some green bubbling concoction that i cannot tell what that drink that she's drinking is it's in a champagne glass but it is lime green and foamy <laughs> I thought you were the tiki drink guy. I, uh, they're not in a tiki bar. That's true. That's true. <laughs> During the sweets. Yeah, so I don't know what that would be. Yeah. They specialized <laughs> in, uh, you know, maybe witches brew type things. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take that back about the other scene not being uh, necessary. Plot-wise, it isn't. But I think that you made a point that in this movie specifically, Joe Pesci's a, a diminutive man. Yeah. And so in order to sell the fact that he is uh, he's fearsome, they probably need to do that. Yeah. No Napoleon complex. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that bat story of Tommy and the shoe shine, I think it's it's a great story. He should be proud. He should be proud. Mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Mirrors. Mirrors. <laughs> Tommy Mirrors. Uh, does anybody have anything else as as we we get into it? Not I. All right. Not I. That is going to do for minute number 54. Can uh, listen tomorrow for minute number 55 as we finish up this week. You can check us out on Twitter. At Goodfellas Mint, Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute, or of course goodfellasminute.com. Uh, you can go there, you can find our link to Patreon, patreon.com slash GFM at goodfellasminute.com slash support. Also our Amazon link. Anything else you want to email us? Contact at goodfellasminute.com. Tell Ron 
what he's doing wrong or tell me how I should stop talking about segregation on Long Island in the 60s. We've moved on from the segregation thing, Josh. I mentioned it again yesterday. It's coming back. Yeah, it's always always a thing. We haven't even met Stax yet. (laughs) True. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, of course, tomorrow we're going to be naming our our Patreon of the week uh, with his his official mob name. So you want to make sure you come back for that. Uh, Until then, we'll talk to you uh, later. Or tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.